Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello everyone. Charles Watts here. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope everyone is well and enjoying your week. We've got lots to talk about in today's episode. We'll talk about William Saliba, who's signing his new contract. Finally, fantastic news for everyone involved. That is Reese Nelson as well, who, like Saliba, has signed a new contract. Uh, Gabriel Jesus has been talking about some interesting stuff, um, mainly about William Saliba, which I thought was worth mentioning as well. Good day from Smith Rowe yesterday for England under-21s as they book their spot in the final in the European Championships. We'll have some of your questions as well. So there's lots and lots to discuss today. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Also, thank you very much for the kind messages yesterday on in, in response to my new website, which I launched, which if you haven't had a look at today, I'll put the web address down below in the description for you to have a look at. Uh, it's all part of the new sort of direction that I'm heading in, uh, obviously, podcast youtube uh, but very much want to keep writing as well so the website is up and running that's going to be the central hub really of charleswatts.football so thank you very much for all your kind responses to that just a quick note to say like the rest of the world seemingly i have joined threads this morning the new social media network twitter which you know is very important to me which i've used a lot and really really like is a little bit of a mess at the moment let's face it and we're not quite sure exactly how that is going to be going in the future Threads has been launched, so I've jumped on the bandwagon. I have joined. If you're on there and you want to find me, I'm at Charles Watts AFC. Just do a little search and you will find me on there. Okay, let's get going, shall we? And let's go straight into news about William Saliba. Fabrizio Romano there reporting exclusively that he is signing that new contract today. Obviously, it's a contract that has been agreed for a fair while now. Um, it's been with the lawyers, as far as I'm aware, the last couple of weeks, just getting everything checked, all the I's dotted, the T's crossed and all those cliches. Obviously, it's come back from that. Now everyone's happy and it is going to be physically signed. Fantastic news for Arsenal. 2027, the contract runs to, but there is an option until 2028. Obviously, there wasn't in Bukayo Saka's contract, and that sort of drew a lot of attention from Arsenal fans. 
But William Saliba here, according to Romano, has got an option until 2028. So effectively, that is a five-year contract for, let's face it, an absolute beast of a defender, a generational talent, a player who was so, so important in Arsenal's success last season. Um, his injury was so, so important in Arsenal's decline at the end of last season. I don't think any of us can question that, really. Just a fabulous player. And the fact that he has signed a new long-term contract is just such good news for everyone, for Arsenal fans, for the team, for Mikel Arteta. Um, and again, it shows a lot about where Arsenal are at the moment because every single club in Europe top club would have wanted William Saliba, would have been well aware of his contract situation, the same as Bukayo Saka, and would have been banging on the door, ringing his agent, saying, what's going on? Have we got a chance of getting him on a free transfer next summer? He would have been well aware of all of that interest, who wanted him, and yet he's committed his future to Arsenal. And that says an awful lot about where they are at the club. When this gets announced, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, absolutely brilliant news. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see William Sieber, who, of course, is now back in training as well. We saw those pictures. I think that was a key thing as well going into the new season. We were all worried, you know, is he going to be fit? Is this back injury going to be sorted out in time for him to start the new season? Well, signs are looking good on that. He is training. He'll be heading off with the rest of the squad to Germany. I believe they're all flying out on Sunday. They're spending a week in Germany and then finishing that off with the game on Friday against Nuremberg, of course, and then coming back here before heading off to the United States and getting a proper full pre-season into Sleva will be really, really important going into the new season. So absolutely fantastic news. Let me know what you guys think about this. I'm sure you're as happy as I am. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do let me know in the comments below. Give me your feelings. Give me your thoughts on what you're thinking now that William Sleva has committed his long-term future to Arsenal. Right, sticking with Saliba a little bit, there's Gabriel Jesus. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see what I've just brought up on the screen. It's Gabriel Jesus talking on the Danielson show. Uh, Danielson, of course, very famous uh, Brazilian footballer, not the one who played for Arsenal, uh, the other the other Danielson. Um, and he's got his own show and he had Gabriel Jesus as a guest on that show. And Jesus was talking about Arsenal. He was talking about last season. And he focused on William Saliba. And I thought these were really interesting comments from Gabriel Jesus. And, you know, very in keeping what we all believe, what the fans all believe. And clearly the players believe it as well. He was asked about Arsenal's, the way Arsenal sort of fell away a little bit towards the end of last season. And he was asked what the reasons for that are. And Gabriel Jesus said, when Saliba plays, we concede fewer goals. When he doesn't play, the number of goals increases. Uh, when I got injured, Eddie replaced me very well. Then we signed Leo and we kept the pace. But when Saliba got injured, it was complicated. The other defenders are good, but we were playing in a certain way. Look at the stats. We concede a lot less with him. So even the players pinpoint that injury against Sporting as the key moment in Arsenal's season last season. That's where they believe. That's where Gabriel Jesus certainly believes that Arsenal's chances of winning the title and keeping up the pace for Manchester City ultimately fell away. And I don't think there's too many of us who will argue with him. I don't think it's the sole reason. You know, Arsenal did initially do pretty well while Saliba was injured. They won a few games. I still look at those two matches against Liverpool and especially against West Ham as the real big turning points. Had Saliba played, maybe Arsenal would have, you know, wouldn't have drawn those games. They would have been able to keep hold of their lead had he been there. We don't know. It's all hypothetical. But there were certainly you know, moments in those games that Arsenal still should have taken advantage of. You know, 
Bukayo Saka's penalty. Obviously, we're always going to think about that against West Ham. Even the Liverpool game at 2-2 after they come back to 2-2 when Ramsdale made that save and then Arsenal attacked, had a two-on-one situation. Martinelli and Saka, Martinelli overhit the pass to Saka. Had that got had he got that right and Saka scored and Arsenal won that 3-2, then they probably wouldn't have lost the West Ham game and then they certainly wouldn't have drawn the Southampton game. They're all what-if moments. But I think certainly the big one that we all look back on is that Saliba injury and clearly there from what Gabriel Jesus is saying, he believes it as well. And again, that's just another reason why we should all be so happy that he has committed his future to Arsenal and that he will be staying at the club. Absolutely fantastic news. Okay. Oh, that's not, uh, that was the wrong one. Still getting used to this. If you're watching on YouTube, bit of a mess there. Um, but yeah, let's talk about someone else who is coming to the club now. And this is uh, very, very close to happening. And there he is. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Durian Timber, the deal now with Ajax has been agreed. 40 million euros plus another five in add-ons. Those add-ons are very achievable by what I understand. So basically, Arsenal are going to be playing 45 million for Durian Timber. 45 million euros, that is of course, and he's coming over now for his medical, which is fantastic news, following on from this edition of Havertz, following on from Declan Rice, whose medical is also going to take place in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Um, you know, Arsenal's big three priority targets of the summer, the ones they really went for early on, they've all got them over the line, providing there are no issues with the medical that we don't obviously expect that there will be. Um, really, really good news. I have recorded a special now on Durian Timber, which I'll be putting out on YouTube and on, and on podcast potentially tomorrow morning. Um, uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. I've got a special guest on that show where we're talking about Timber and he gives us some really good insight in terms of what Arsenal are signing, his strengths, potential weaknesses. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But yeah, really good news. Arsenal have got the man that they wanted, a defender who's going to bring so much versatility to the team, to the squad, can play it right back, will play it right back as far as I'm aware. That's why Arsenal are signing him, but can play right centre-back, can even offer some sort of um, influence in the midfield role as well, if need be. 22 ticks all the boxes that Mikel Arteta wants in a player. And um, yeah, really, really exciting signing. So very much looking forward in terms of how he is going to get on at Arsenal. Um, Reese Nelson. He's new contract now. That has been signed as far as I'm aware. Again, when the announcement comes, I'm not quite sure. Um, but that has been agreed and signed. He is going to be sticking around for another four years, which is, I think, really good news. I've spoken about that in the past in these uh, on these podcasts, on these videos. That, um, I think he deserves his spot in the team, uh, in the squad. I think he warrants a new contract. If it doesn't work out, Arsenal will be able to sell him in a couple of years' time, perhaps, if the, if needs be, and means they're going to be able to generate some money for him rather than lose him on a free. Um, he was very much in demand, which is not surprising given his performances this season. AC Milan really did push hard, um, and they did turn his head quite a lot, as far as I'm aware. But after talks with Mikel Arteta, talks with Edu about the direction of the club, about how he's going to be used, um, and the opportunities he is going to get. He decided to reject that move to AC Milan, stick around and signed a new contract with Arsenal. So it's just all good news at the moment. Players are staying, players are signing and pre-season friendlies is about, are about to get underway, only eight days away from the first one. So it's very difficult not to be happy as an Arsenal supporter at the moment. It really, really is. Um Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, let's talk about Emil Smith-Rowe, shall we now? Now, Smith-Rowe was very, very influential again for England yesterday. Um, brilliant assist. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Uh, a brilliant assist in that win against Israel in the semi-finals. 3-0, England won. Um, Smith-Rowe unlucky not to score in the first half um, in the instant that led to an early England penalty. He had one cleared off the line and had another effort hit the post, but his the, his play in the build-up to that goal, which made it 2-0, was fantastic. You see a really good link-up play with Morgan Gibbs-White. Um, his pace, his movement, his awareness, his first touch to flick the balls around the corner and the end product, the delivery to the back post that he produced for the goal. It was just brilliant from Smith-Rowe. And you just watch instances like that. And I know I talk about Smith-Rowe a lot. Yes, I know a lot of you joke with me about how much of a fan I am of him but I just think he's got everything to be such a top top player and there's nothing I've seen during these under 21 championships that suggests otherwise to me I think he's such a such a talent and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do at Arsenal now England have got the final on Saturday that's going to be against Spain who destroyed um, Ukraine 5-1 yes so Ukraine actually went in front in that game, but Spain fought back really, really well and um, set up the final with England. That should be a really, really good game. Two games, two teams who like to get on the ball, who like to try and dominate possession. It's going to be interesting to see how they cancel each other out. Um, but yeah, Emil Smith-Rowe, I think he came off with about 15 minutes to go in yesterday's game. So fully expecting him to start in the final. He's already scored twice in, in the tournament. Now he's got a really good assist as well. So he's really playing his part in helping England try and get their hands on this trophy. Okay, let's move on to some of your questions that have been sent in now. And this kind of follows on from the Emil Smith-Rowe theme from Joel. He says, considering Smith-Rowe is finally getting some game time at the European Championships, would you favour he has a break or go straight into pre-season with the team in order to maintain the momentum? Really good question that, Joel. Um, and I did have a think about it and I thought, what's the best thing to do here? Now, Smith-Rowe had obviously a lot of break last season. He just didn't play at all basically. So he's not been overused. He's been fit for a long time. It's not like he's going to be in, you know, the red zone or anything like that. Far from it, I imagine, just from playing a few games for England. So personally, I don't see why he needs a break. I'd just bring him straight back. Look, the final's on Saturday and Arsenal go to Germany on the Sunday, as far as I'm aware. Whether that comes a little bit too early for him, perhaps, because especially if England win, there's going to be celebrations and all that. You don't want to fly straight back and then get on the on another plane to go out to Germany. So maybe he has a couple of days break, but I don't see there's any reason why he shouldn't fly out and join up with the squad on, say, Wednesday, get some game get some game time in the match on Friday and then head off to the United States. So personally, for me, I really don't think there's any need for him to have too much of a break. Um, 
because because he's had a six month one anyway. So it, unlike the other teams in the in uh, other players in the first team who absolutely absolutely needed a big break during the summer, he doesn't really need that. And if he's playing well, if he's getting minutes into his belt, what's the point in stopping now? Just carry on. So yeah, I think maybe give him a couple of days off rather than getting him straight onto the plane on Sunday. Um, but yeah, get him over there on Wednesday. Get him a couple of couple of days training and give him some minutes in the game on on Friday night. One hundred percent, that is what I would do. Uh, this was an interesting one. Say hi, Charles. I can't see it. It's it from Aqua Cider, I think. Saidi. Saidi um, says, hi, Charles. What exactly is Edu's role? I think he gets a lot of slack from fans because we don't know exactly what his role entails. Um, well, I mean, he's a sporting director, which isn't exact, doesn't exactly explain a lot. But I mean, he does huge amounts at the club. He was originally technical director, but he got promoted to the sporting director role last season. And that saw him take on a lot of extra responsibilities. He's now very much involved, basically. I mean, obviously, Per Mertesacker is the academy manager, but Edu oversees the academy now as well. He's taken that sort of under his guys, having moved into the sporting director role. He plays a big, big part in the women's team and the women's setup as well. You know, he leads the recruitment process for the for the club in terms of the first team, in terms of the senior side. Has a big say in um, some of the recruitment that goes on at academy level as well. Um, you know, he's, he's just got his fingers in pretty much every pie in, in the club. He's that influential. And it's not, I think a lot of people look at it and just think all he does is concentrate on signing signing players for the, for Mikel Arteta's squad. But that's just not the case. He oversees all that. He's got a recruitment team that he works with um, who, you know, play a massive role in that as well. But Edu oversees it all. And, you know, he's got so many things going on. So, if you do think, if you look at Edu and you and you just think all he's got to do is is sign players, it's far from that. It's the contract renewals, you know, talking to talking to the players, talking to the families. You know, it's just a constant role, absolute constant role. He's got so much to do, and he's doing it very, very well. I I have to say, and um, I know he gets some flack, mainly from a lot of people on social media who just demand signings every single day. But I think. When you take a step back and you're a bit more rational when you think about it, I think it's impossible to criticise the job Edu has done in terms of signing players, in terms of building the squad, in terms of putting plans in place with Mikel Arteta to improve the squad, to improve the club. In terms of contract renewals, he's done an absolutely fantastic job this summer. Um, and I've got a lot of confidence in what he has to do. Obviously, selling players, that's an area where he's a lot of people focus on at the moment. Can he do better in terms of getting bigger transfer fees for players. I think, as I said, that's the one big question mark hanging over him. I think he's had a very good start this summer with a deal he's agreed to buy Leverkusen for Granit Xhaka. We'll see what else he can do in terms of potentially Kieran Tierney or uh, Foller and Balogun, how much money he can bring in for those players if they do leave. Uh, but other than that, I think he's done a, a he's done an excellent role, excellent job in all the positions that he does. So thank you very much for your question. Uh, this one from Jesmundo is talking about the women's team, uh, obviously in the signing of Alicia Russo, which I spoke about yesterday. So, so chuffed to sign Russo, a real quality addition to the women's team and an excellent upturn when we were so unlucky last season, not just the way we lost the semi-final in Champions League. We were hit so hard with the ACL injuries last season. Beth Mead should have won Ballon d'Or, but to suffer the setback was so unfortunate. Then Leah Williamson, Miedemar, uh, Vine, Reuter, uh, why did we get so many of that injury in one season? And is there any talk into what we're doing to preventing it happening? 
we would have had the WSL if not for them, even the Champions League. Uh, well done to the team for getting Russo and for free too. Good things for Arsenal all round. Thank you very much for those for that big, long comment there. In terms of the ACL injuries, obviously Arsenal hit so, so hard last season. It was unbelievable watching it happen um, to huge players as well. Like you said, Mead, Mar, Mead, um, uh, Williamson. It was just, it was such a catalogue of unlucky, unfortunate issues that really played such a big part in Arsenal women not going on and getting over the line in the league and certainly in the Champions League as well, potentially last season. And um, you talk about, is there anything being done to look into why it's happening? There's a lot of, um, a lot being done to try and work out why it happened. And it seems to be that women players are so much more prone to ACL injuries than than men are. And there's a lot of um, a lot of time and effort being put into studying those reasons. You know, it's way beyond my uh, how I can compute things. I'm not that smart. I'm not a scientist, and certainly not when it comes to sports science or anything like that. But you know, people who are very hot on that are putting a lot of time and effort into trying to work out exactly why it happened and trying to work out how they can possibly prevent it happening as well because it is something that happens all too often when it comes to the women's side of the game and you don't want that. You want to protect the players and you know Arsenal felt felt that last season. You know They were so, so unlucky with it happening and of course lots of studies are taking place right now to try and work out how that can be prevented in the future. Um. This is what I just wanted to address because I've had a lot of questions about this um, over the last couple of weeks. I can't actually give you a definitive answer on it. The question here from Scrap7624 says, more of a logistical question. Will you still have access to media areas in the stadium, the mix zone and all of those kind of areas? I can't answer it right now. It's all in the process. At the moment, given the direction I've taken my career, it's is not certain that's all I can say because to to be to cover games as a journalist at uh, a Premier League level you need to have data co accreditation and data co the company looks after all the accreditation for Premier League and that's what journalists have to apply for during the summer they uh, the companies they work for have to put in requests to get the journalists on the on the sort of server to be able to do that and those companies have to show really you know you have to have like insurance the right insurance to be able to do it and all that sort of stuff it's it's a bit of a hassle it's something i've never had to really do before because the company has looked after it and then they just sort of put your names on when it's all done at the moment i haven't got that because i've only just started up my company uh, and all that sort of thing so it, it's in the process of potentially happening but i'm also in the process of potentially while i'm going out on my own i'm also kind of going to be maybe freelancing for a couple of different companies and writing a few things for them as well and that's how I might well be getting data co-accreditation so hopefully I will have the possibility of going in the media zones at games and certainly at press conferences at London Colney and that sort of stuff but it's not something I'm massively pursuing for now because certainly for home games anyway I, I want to sit in my seat. I want to sit next to my dad. I want to enjoy being a fan at home games because it's been so long since I've been able to do that. And so we'll, we will see and I will keep you informed on it. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's something I'm looking at and exploring and I would like to be able to do it if I can. But I also want to watch games, certainly at home from the Emirates, sitting next to my dad and enjoying that sort of whole experience of doing that and being a fan uh, and sitting in my actual seat as well. So 
Um, sorry, that was a bit of a rambling answer. I didn't really answer the question because I, ultimately I just don't know at the moment. It's something I'm exploring and looking into and uh, I will update you in due course as that continues. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for watching, for listening, for all the support. As always, have a very good end to your Thursday. Everyone, I'll be back tomorrow as well to discuss all things Arsenal once again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 